Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> we talked a lot about Skeeto Rich, so now I'll introduce our guest. We have a guest, hello. We have Amanda. Hi. It's me. <laughs> oh, so you you know more about these podcasts. Yeah. I'm going to let you actually like introduce Amanda, and then Amanda can actually introduce herself even more because... It's like a quiz. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. at the I end studied, we're actually so. going to ask, so... <laughs> So Amanda Jacobson of Wine and Crime fame and CBH could have been Heroes, where she plays Gwendolyn Van Clute or just Clute? Gwendolyn Evangeline Clute. Evangeline Clute. I had the van, but I also forgot the Ijeline part. <laughs> yes. Robbie, yes. Robbie also frequently makes that mistake. So it's not on yeah. you. Okay. It's on okay. him. I'm going to blame him. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I fucked up. <laughs> That's the move. And then, uh. not a podcast, but treat your nuptials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wear many hats. Kate I literally... can get you married. I can get you married. And then I can also play D&D with you. And then I can also tell you about a horrific crime. And, and drink wine. wine. Yeah. Uh, Kate literally said, you were like, I wear a lot of hats. And I'm like, that's funny. Because Kate literally went, she wears a lot of hats. Yeah. I, I was like, wow. I do as well, but literally. Like, yeah. I just like A lot hats. of bucket hats recently. <laughs> a lot of bucket oh, hats. I love the resurgence of the bucket I, hat. I think we saw a couple in this week's uh, movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. So many good hats. I just made a so froggy bucket So much good hat. fashion. Oh, yeah. The well, frog. now we're talking about... The craft. craft. Yeah, we talked about Skeet Ulrich specifically, but we'll talk about the craft now. <laughs> the but best movie ever this, made. I was so excited because you were like, well, here's two movies that I'm thinking about like doing. And I was like, one is like my favorite love story of all time. But the second, this one, is what made me so spooky. Like, <laughs> I used to watch this as a kid, and my whole life I used to be like, I'm going to change my hair. And I used to sit there. Oh, yeah. I had to do I have it. like, I have like, what are they called? Not formative, but uh, well, this is this is amazing content. Uh, I like it. But I do have like formative memories of being in my friend Diana's house yes. watching the craft for the first time, and it's like it's... foundational. Like it changed me oh, forever. It made me who I am. I remember when people would make me mad, and I would stare at them and try to make the weather go all wild, and I'd be like, "You're so lucky." Like, how many <laughs> times like... did you attempt light as a feather, stiff as a board oh. after seeing this? All, well, here's the problem. I didn't have a lot of friends. So it was just me being like, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and it just didn't slip. work. Yeah, I was like, if I just sit really still. But no, <laughs> I just love, I love this it. movie so much. Mm-hmm. So it's I do. So good. I've got some facts. I've got some good facts. Um, I So I have uh, some, I don't have a ton of facts about the mm-hmm. production, unfortunately, but I have some facts about the casting, which was kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'll save that I'm for, here for facts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was made in 1996. It was directed by Andrew Fleming. Um, he also made Bad Dreams, Threesome, Dick, Nancy <laughs> Drew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, Dick, is an, Dick, is, Dick an is an incredible so good. movie. Okay. That movie I, is iconic. <laughs> Dick is so we good. We love Dick. I didn't like the sentence yes, I said. Yes, we do. <laughs> but... <laughs> And it started, I just like that it's Bad Dreams, Threesome, then Dick, yeah. and then Nancy yep. Drew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Hamlet too. 
Barefoot. Oh, Ideal wait. home. <laughs> Hamlet 2 yes! is the same person? My mind is blown. Is it? When I read that, I was like, for real though? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Okay. Isn't that weird? So, but, and uh, there's more to the list? Keep going. Yeah, and the last one is just a few episodes of Arrested Development. Uh. <laughs> oh, this, of course. Of so, course. I was like, I see this. <laughs> this makes that sense. That definitely tracks. <laughs> Um, and then the movie was actually co-written uh, by Peter Filardi, but he actually wrote the story himself. So he made the whole story himself, but then he co-wrote the like screenplay with um, Andrew Fleming. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, he also wrote Flatliners and Chapelweight. Those are the only two I could find, but he wrote the Flatliners. Two. Yeah, <laughs> this was like there was such an iconic section of the '90s where it was like bam, bam, bam. All these movies came out. That just had these absurd scripts, but they're all so similar <laughs> in like feel. They have like the same feeling, even though the plot yeah, is it's like, like the not same even a little vibe. bit the same. Yes, exactly. It's weird. And when Flat you get to liners, the this makes so much it? sense. When we get to the music, you're gonna love it because the person who did the music did a lot of Buckwild stuff, and I was like, this is good. Is it more Beavis the and Butthead? It's it's soundtrack. Not Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> the is craft soundtrack good. is so good. Oh my god. And then wait, okay, the cinematography also though, I have to talk about cuz he's also done some very fun stuff. Okay, bless The it. cinematographer was Alexander uh, Grzynski. He also did Tremors. Also did It gets better. <laughs> Angus uh, The Page Master 54 Dick, Five Fingers, Nancy Drew, Hamlet 2, <laughs> Dick Five Fingers. Dick Five, I know. Okay, and then sorry. Nancy Drew again. Nancy Drew is really stuck between a dick yeah. and a hard place each time. Really? Seriously? So, well, they it, clearly they liked collaborating yeah. with each yeah. other. There's crossover. There's a lot of crossover. And then he also did, so he did Hamlet 2, and then he also did Medea Goes to Jail. No and way. Medea Witness Protection. Wow. Okay. Yes. So... A lot of variation here. I love it. Get to the the music. The music's great. Yeah. Uh, so the music was Graham Revel. I think it's Revel or Revel. I'm not sure, but I know it's Graham. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen to this, Liz. He did The Crow. Yes. <laughs> Street Fighter. Yes. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yes. The, movie. <laughs> the Saint. Bride of Chucky. <gasps> Laura Croft. Tomb Raider. <laughs> Daredevil. Freddy versus Jason and Sin City. Oh <laughs> fuck yeah! What a good list. That's a really good list. I yeah. love Bride of Chucky. Oh, same. I that was another movie that I watched as a kid. Probably not so at an age that I should have. Oh yeah. But I watched it all the time, mm-hmm. and I would just. I don't know why. I was just in it's love like with the bride. It's like perfect horror comedy. And yeah, that's like Jennifer Tilly's peak. She's so, even as the doll though, I was like, she's hot. Like she's as a kid, so I was like, I didn't know I was gay, but I knew that I was yeah. attracted to this weird oh, yeah. doll. So yeah. I was like, something's going on. She's so yeah. hot but, and she's so uh, funny. She's so funny. Yeah, she's brilliant. I love her so much. And now I need okay. to give that a rewatch. I'm writing this yeah. down on a post. That's on our list. I'm excited. Rewatch um, Bride of Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally writing this down. (laughs) Which is a really good thing. Have you seen Brad of Chucky? No. You've never seen it? Brad of Chucky? Mm -mm. It's good stuff. Make a post-it note. Okay. Make a post-it note. I got this. She's getting a post-it note. Make your post-it. I am this. just going to write it really big, you know? It's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Rewatch Brad of Chucky. (laughs) You've never seen it. you got to watch it. it so big. I love it. Brad 
Uh, okay, one more. Is it with a Y or are you? Yeah, no, I, no. Okay. Oh, oh. Yep, yep, there it <laughs> is. Oh, yes. With a Y. Good. <laughs> all right. We've all that up got our post content was me watching you go, uh-huh. Good job. <laughs> yep, yep. You have to okay. oversee and make sure that it's getting written down. Well, I'm dyslexic, yeah. so <laughs> I'm just watching her going, Mm-hmm. Yep, it's that good. looks right. Looks good to me. <laughs> I can't spell. Uh, so the budget was only fifteen million. Mm. That surprised me because that seemed really low. I guess they probably put all of it into the hair. They moment. put all all no, of it into like, her wig. Bad wig. It's a very wiggy movie. It's a very wig wig. Very you know? wiggy. It, it's we haven't had a wig like this since uh, Evil Dead when it was just wigs, <laughs> yeah. wigs, wigs. Well, and you know that Whew. the reason why it was so wiggy for. Uh, Robin Tooney mm-hmm. is because it was filmed at like the same time as yep. Empire Records. She shaved her head. Yeah, yeah, so her head was shaved. And like we were, uh, the wig isn't that bad until they terrible. do the like glamour. That's what we said. Yeah, and then it's Kate like said oh. it looks like a Snapchat filter. Yeah, when they do the colors and you're yeah. like, yeah, it's good. It, it, gets, it, gets, <laughs> it gets pretty bad at that point. And but everyone's 15 like, million Whoa. seems. Hi to me. I mean, Does maybe, it? Well, yeah, but maybe it's because I'm thinking about it through like a 2022 lens. Mm, that's where it's true. Like, okay, you spent 15 million dollars, but the special effects were still this bad. But it's like, oh, it was 1996. Like, what do I you guess expect? it was 1996. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't tell if this was great in 1996. Right, or still I think just it like, was. Mm. But like the parts with the snakes and like all the, th- I'm like, yeah. that part was pretty cool. Well, the snakes were real. They that's had, what like, I mean. Ten thousand yes. yeah. of them. That's why I was like, that's gotta yeah. be. Like they I don't did. Know. I don't know what the snake budget was, but that, it was like ninety percent of the snake budget. <laughs> it had to be yeah, that yeah. fifteen million dollars. Yeah, and then they the rest did a lot of rats. <laughs> yes, they did a lot of practical effects, which was awesome. They did, but yeah. then, like the the few times they used <laughs> CGI, it was like, oh, oh I was no. like, oh wow, <laughs> your um, age is showing out. But so okay, so it, the budget was only fifteen million. Mm-hmm. But I will let you guess how much it made, and this is like. It's whole run, not just like the first weekend, but like the whole time it was in theaters. Okay. Budget was 15 this? million. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say $60 million. Okay. Oh, that was going to be my guess, but I have to be. Just do like $60 million in one dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Like one dollar. Closest without going over. Yeah. Well, you're both very close. Oh. It was $55.6 Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so. It, yeah. it was very good. It made its money back, but not just. Not only that, it had an incredible opening weekend because just in the opening weekend, it made six point seven million. Oh, Holy shit. shit! In the nineties, that's a it. lot of fucking yeah. money. And now yeah. it has like such like, a cult following that I'm sure mm-hmm. it's still making money. Like Faruka oh, Balk is going to be rolling in that craft she's, money till she she's dies. She's good. <laughs> that Seriously. and Waterboy. <laughs> she's. Oh my god! I always forget that's her in Waterboy. <laughs> With her little necklace. Yes. <laughs> it's all coming back to me. I saw her and I was like, oh, water boy. But <laughs> I don't Ooh. know why. You have to see her in like Return to Oz or whatever that yeah. Wizard of Oz movie she's in. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a little I kid. Her. So You know creepy. what else I saw her in? That horrible A&E show, Celebrity Ghost Stories. I used to watch that all the time. And I She was on it. an episode of yes. that? Yes. And she talks about how she has an art studio and it was haunted. And she was like, I would work and I would do my art at night. And I would see like ghosts and shadows and i was like i love this i was i was enthralled <laughs> good for her okay i'm gonna so, look that up too i'm adding it to the my episode note. yes it was very good um okay but here's my other facts about casting mm-hmm. so 85 other actresses were screened uh screen tested for the main roles including angelina jolie 
yes. Scarlett Johansson oh. and Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> so I did did Clueless come out after this? Or let's before? Let's check. Because I'm curious if they were like Alicia, you got that sweet clueless, you know, uh, fame. Yeah. Why don't you come 1995. In here? So this oh, so Clueless yeah. came out one year before. But so I wonder. <laughs> I think that's so funny. So they looked at Alicia Silverstone for the lead for it says uh, that for Robin Tunis. Okay. Like it didn't say specifically yeah. who they were looking for, but it I just said for the main three playing uh, Christine Taylor's role of like yes. the mean blonde girl on the swim team. That's what I thought, but mm-hmm. then I was like, no, it was the specific three. So I wonder if she was like a Bonnie. Like I don't know, like uh-huh. you know, yeah. But speaking of, <clears throat> actually not speaking of, I just said that. But <laughs> production enlisted a real life Wiccan named Pat Devon to act as an onset advisor, and she wrote the incantations used, and she ensured that the use of uh, or the treatment of the Wiccan subject matter was as accurate and as respectful as possible. Wow, even though Mana so, is like made up. That's not right. Yeah. Yeah. So I read that fact and I was like, I'm going to say this and we'll see how we feel about it. Because I was like, Is it, how hard did she work? Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know it's if like, they really made it that no. accurate. But they made a lot of shit up. Yeah. But they also weren't like mean about it, I guess. Right. It's not like anybody was like, this is wild and stupid. Right. They were like, yeah, this is neat. We so kind of got respectful. Yeah, like, we got the most like <laughs> quote unquote respect we were gonna get As on like get. a witchcraft mm-hmm. like teen horror drama. Exactly. Like, I was fresh like, out of the Satanic Panic too. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's not like this is. To talk about the other movie you talked about, it's not like this is Practical Magic where it was like sweet and magic is like, oh, it's cute and nice besides the murder. But like, you know, it's all nice. And in this one, I'm like, but it's used for horror. So how yes. respectful can you be about I, yeah. magic? I love it. Oh, uh, but, um, oh, I apparently had another fact. Here we go. Ooh, the yes. makeup effects were created by Tony Gardner. From Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. I'll be there tomorrow. He also worked on Adam's Family and Seed of Chucky, which, wild. And Uh then Zombieland. Uh, And then his, yeah. Uh, And his special effects company, Alterian Inc., also created all the beached sharks. Oh, I wondered about that. They made all those sharks. (laughs) I figured that they were like, uh, yeah, rubber. I assumed they were yeah. not sharks. But, but that scene is actually really powerful. They look really I real. Love that scene. Yeah. That's so good. I have that in my notes and I'm so excited to talk about it. Hell yeah. Um, cool. Those are my notes. Those are my oh I have to now I have to yeah. summarize the I movie in a sense. See your face fall when you, oh, you don't know like the summary. <laughs> I know that it's never good because I always give no information. I like panic. I even think about it before. Like, I know it doesn't seem like it, but I think really hard about what I'm going to say. And then I get here and I go, ugh. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's like a teen drama, but also they're witches. You're off to a great <laughs> yep. start. Yeah. No, that's it. <laughs> that's that's basically start. it. That's the end. But, like, am I wrong? It's You're not no. wrong. Basically it's like, a regular teen drama, but uh-huh. they added in witchcraft. Yeah, imagine, uh-huh. like, fighting you know? over boys. Exactly. And dealing with bullies. Dealing with bullies, <sighs> but then you can also, like, hex people. Exactly. Yeah. That's all it is. It's yeah. It's like, if you took a regular... This movie could easy be, like, easily be, like, PG if they were just, like, no Pretty more much. snakes, no more witchcraft. Yeah, it's basically chill. fast times <laughs> at Ridgemont High with witches. Yeah. It's yeah. basically what so, it is. 
Who doesn't float menacingly across the room at a party? I like, wish oh. I could glide. <laughs> that scene is so iconic with her toes like scraping oh, on the carpet. She has her shoes. I know. So her oh, outfit is so, so good. All of them are so stylish. And I was I just know. mad about it the whole time. I was like, this, this movie. Was never me. This movie made me wish that we had uniforms at school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I every time I was so jealous. I was uh-huh. like, they look so cool. I know. I know. I wouldn't look cool. But no. they look really cool. I never like, would have pulled off a school uniform no. the way that they're no. pulling off a school uniform. But I definitely did wear like a rosary after a couple times after <laughs> seeing this Hell movie. Hell yes. Yeah. As just for funsies, just for fashion. Oh, mm-hmm. I do remember wanting to wear like a lot of bracelets and like mm-hmm. necklaces. And I was like, yeah, they got that layering look. I mm-hmm. wanted it so bad. The fashion. I still, I mean... Like, I bought this oversized jean jacket, and oh, I was yeah. like, yes, I feel so cool. As the fashion watched... is hardcore in this movie. It's so oh, hardcore. Uh, Kate, do you have a real summary, though? Because I know it's going to just You can do it. <laughs> I have one from Rotten Tomatoes. Thank you for not making me think for myself. Amazing. So, after transferring to a Los Angeles high school, mm-hmm. Sarah finds mm-hmm. that her telekinetic gift appeals to a group of three wannabe witches. <laughs> who happen to be seeking a fourth member for their rituals. Bonnie, Rochelle, and Nancy, like Sarah herself, all have troubled backgrounds, which, combined with their nascent powers, lead to dangerous consequences. When a minor spell causes a fellow student to lose her hair, the girls grow power mad. I love that they, like, yeah, <laughs> let's not talk on. about... Let's not talk about the boy that fell out the window. Doesn't they matter. Like, when a spell causes someone to lose their yeah. hair, that's when things go wild. He not doesn't like, exist to us. Yeah. Does he... <laughs> He does doesn't he oh, he die. Dies. Oh, he does die. I'm pretty sure he does. They I'm willing to say. They're I'm just like, to be wrong. they basically just sit there and they're like, it's not your fault, Sarah. And then she's like, go away. How do I, and then I they just never really watched this. Say. How do I not? Okay. Same. I watched it too. I'm does Chris die he died. in the craft? Question mark? I feel like if they don't say he dies, they certainly allude they to imply. it. They imply. Oh, it's he dies. Chris's death okay, is ruled dead. as an accident. Though Sarah, who knows the truth, is distraught over it in spite of Chris's actions. It's, like, so anticlimactic that he dies. How did we forget, though? Because the whole reason that they try to get revenge on her is because they're worried she's going to tell. Right. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot. I was like, why are they mad at her? Okay, but this, that speaks to how, like, and I know we'll get to our qualms, but that speaks to how, like... Mm scattered the plot and the dialogue of this movie is which is part of its charm Mm -hmm. in my opinion because it's very like 90s adhd teen drama with with magic but they they kind of get in the weeds a couple times and you're like wait what the fuck is going on so it's a whirlwind yeah it's there's a lot (laughs) to unpack that's what i read about the uh ratings is that like it had great like success between like the audience, the audience is like, this is great. Yeah. But then critics were like, what the hell they am were like, I watching? The plot yeah. is so bad, everybody. But everybody watching it in theaters was like, no, it's good. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> I love so, it. I'm not picky. I was like, hell I feel no. like it's great. <laughs> I'm excited for Nerd Corner because I have, I, I'm going to hope it's about witches. But listen, sometimes you throw me through a loop. Not is about capitalism again? Be no. honest. <laughs> Isn't no. everything about capitalism? <laughs> Isn't it? Yes. Usually, yes. We it's always stop. about capitalism. The Gremlins baby. episode really <laughs> fucked me up. I forgot I did that to you. <laughs> we were oh. talking, Gremlins is my favorite movie. And I was like, what are you doing for Nerd Corner? And she's like, we're going to talk about Christmas causes crippling debt for everyone. And I was like, okay. 
It's it's true. It's true. It was bad. I was outside. My neighbors and I were all like putting gifts in our car. It was Christmas time because we recorded Gremlins like right around Christmas. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, why do we do this? Ha ha. And I was like, did you know that 30% of families went into debt last year for Christmas? And I was like, that's not conversation, Kate. Boy, Kate's just doing research. I'm sitting here going, the special effects for the Gremlins. And I'm so pumped. And Kate was like, mm-hmm, I'm about to ruin your Allow whole Allow me to ruin your childhood. <laughs> Remember oh, I've done, done it. Okay, done well, it a few times. <laughs> ruin, ruin it. Let's go. Ruin, ruin it. it. Okay. Ruin it. <laughs> I'm actually going to spend a bit of time being upset about being paywalled by things. So you it's always be... get paywalled. Uh, yeah. I hate it. Did you know she got paywalled by? <laughs> I say this to every single guest we have. Kate got paywalled by like a really obscure Alaskan newspaper, the Anchorage Daily News. Where, <laughs> where does the Anchorage Daily News get off thinking that we need to pay for all of their articles? That's ridiculous. You too many, Kate. And Anchorage Daily News went, no, no, no. No more. <laughs> Babe, take a back seat. <laughs> that is yeah. amazing. That's my favorite. That was for the fourth kind. I hate that movie. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Incredible. Right. Let's do it. So this movie, I saw it actually for the first time like six years ago. So like oh. I did not watch it as like a teen. Yeah. I hit like all of my teen movies late. Mm-hmm. So like early 20s, I was like, I'm angsty now. So that's when I did all of that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I was watching this, I had like this drive to like settle on an answer. And like I want to like research and like find a solution or like a unifying thesis And so, like, when I was researching this, I kept going back and forth, like, is it a feminist film? And after taking a few laps around the block. (laughs) I can't uh, wait to hear what you have concluded, because I don't know. (laughs) Does it pass the Bechdel test? Have we tried that? uh, Two women talk to each other about something other than a boy. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. In the first one. Yeah, they talk to each other about... Uh, Oh, is it the first I don't know. It's a I'm lot Googling of Chris talk it. for a yeah. long time. Yeah. Oh. That's a good point. Oh. It, it does. Can't. It passes. It does? Nice. According to Google. Okay. Wait, but then when I try to click it, it won't take me to it. That's because they're lying. <laughs> it says it exactly. does. Oh, okay. okay, okay, okay. It says it does. So it passes like, all I... three qualifications or whatever. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Which are like bare minimums. For so it's like they're so, ready. Yeah. There's more it than says, one female more than one. They talk to each other about something other than a man. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Oh I found a little so, article about it. So ooh. yes, but yes, it passes. Excellent. Okay. Well, we're know. saved then. Because <laughs> yeah, that's the know. only we're thing good. I have to do. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're good. Yeah. So I realized like as I was walking past the house with all the bamboo and like really loud sparrows that it like, probably wasn't the point that like it's not a yes or no it's more of like a both and instead of an either or Mm -hmm. and so the question of like is it feminist is problematic on like several fronts because it's like there's not just one feminism because there are like many feminisms and then there's also like white feminism Mm -hmm. so like just feminist itself is not like a very helpful way of like summarizing it but i wanted to kind of just dig in to different aspects and like carve out space within it. Love so it. I find the most joy in like taking a part out and saying like, how is this influenced by its predecessors and what did it do in its day? And this movie is another reminder that things can be both. And <laughs> this is just like a me corner now. Okay. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so with that in mind, I want to dig into the ambivalent history of the witch in American film and then bring it back to this nineties gem in particular. Right. Hell yeah. Yes. You were. Yeah. <laughs> I was right. Yeah. We're, we'll talk about capitals. I know it. Yeah, it's probably. Coming. Yeah. 
<laughs> so if you were lucky enough to see the documentary that I can't get my hands on because I did get paywalled, uh, it's called Witches in Hollywood. And uh, it's by like Sophie Perard. I don't okay. know how to say her name, but uh, it came out at Salem Film Festival like two years ago. Oh, interesting. And I opened a page and I was like, let me watch this. And it says, it's not available in your area. Mm. And I was like, hmm, this is violence. Okay. This so I just had to read a lot of articles about the documentary. So uh, it's a summary of a, someone else's summary. I love it. But yeah. So we're going to start with the brief history of the witch in film. So we're going to take it back to the first full length animated feature, Snow White. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Love that witch. Yeah. The witch in mythology. She's great. Yeah, she's pretty good. The witch in mythology and history has generally been like an outcast socially due to an ugly outward appearance as well as unsightly motives and habits. Just like the normal things like murdering babies, butting up to demons, Classic. and like generally ruining people's days. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the Evil Queen of Snow White was this first version of like the, quote, fantasy vamp witch. According to... <laughs> she yeah. was hot for a while. She, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. She's good. That's true. Yeah. So uh, that was, according to the author, Heather Green. She wrote Bell, Book, and Camera, Critical History of Witches in American Film and Television, which I'm ordering, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, so, yeah. <laughs> so the evil queen was beautiful but vain, and we know that's not allowed. Mm-mm. And according to Green, she was a combination of the crone and the femme fatale, both of which are distrusted and demonized within like the patriarchal imagination. Mm-hmm. Wow. So they a really woman gave her both, didn't they? <clears throat> yep. Dang. They yeah. fucked her up. They just yeah. <laughs> both. She's like, I can have it all. And they're like, I can you have, can it, have all. it all. Yeah. And then some. <laughs> Poor little uh-huh. thing. Yeah. <laughs> So a woman's value is through her beauty, but dear God, don't you try to use that to wield power. Right. You better not know it and and appreciate it about yourself. Yeah. Only a witch is confident. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. She likes herself. Burn her. Red flag. (laughs) (laughs) So there are like three roles that women are allowed to fulfill during this time. Maiden, mother, or crone. And of these, only one of them is acceptable and non-threatening to the status quo. (laughs) Go figure, it's the mother. Crone. Wow. (laughs) We love old ladies. It's crone. I like crones. The mother reasserts like patriarchal hierarchies and domesticity because it's like she's in her place. Mm -hmm. So the... uh, like moral imperative of motherhood is reinforced in a lot of witch films of like take it to like the 30s to the 60s mm-hmm. so if you look at i married a witch which i haven't seen but probably will now jealous Nin- <laughs> well <laughs> not too late uh so i married a witch came out in 1942 and in that film the witch basically chooses marriage over no chooses marriage and motherhood over her witchy powers okay uh, and then wrong choice, we, but okay. Yeah. I was like, I won't say it, but okay. Super fucking yeah. wrong but choice. Yeah. Sorry, Veronica. Like you fucked up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Big time. Yeah. God. And then the years during and after World War II place like a lot of emphasis on like the correctness and importance of the nuclear family. It's yeah. very much like this will protect us from the bomb. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Which yeah, like surprise, the bomb yeah. does not care. <laughs> <laughs> So who, then, who you're married to. No. You can still be a witch. Yep. <laughs> so like, it's fine. Duck yep. and cover and marry a husband. Like, yeah. Cover, yeah. don't be a witch, don't marry a, witch. a husband. That's a lot going on at this time yeah. in, in American yeah. history. Oh, world okay. history. Yeah. yeah. 
So if we jump forward to like the 1960s, like the end of the 1960s, we have the lifting of the Hayes Code. So gruesomeness is allowed again. We're allowed to be nasty and gross. Uh, so Thank God. Our, yeah, I know. I was just waiting for it. We suffered for so long. Yeah. <laughs> So horror is like, this is our time to shine. So they pick up the witch in films like Rosemary's Baby, Season yeah. the Witch, and Carrie. Love. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Unsurprisingly, the witch is not generally the protagonist. And if they are, their witchiness is monstrous in some way. Mm. Then we have the Satanic Panic of the 80s. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that Another great era. Yeah. So Love good for it. us. Fabulous <laughs> era. Yeah. Almost as good as clowns. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> so close. It's no clown uh, panic, but no what is, panic, you know? But they're back. The clowns Listen, are back. I will so. always have clown panic for my entire well, life. I will have uh, get ready. Yep. yep. Oh, God. God. <laughs> clowns are around. God <laughs> damn it. They're clowning. No. Don't worry. I think they're chilling out. <laughs> yeah, I think they, like, kind of wilded it out for, like, a weekend. And oh, then they were, like, one tired. little resurgence where they were yeah. like, we could do it. And then they were like, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> so stupid. So, I love it. I know. <laughs> the satanic panic kind of winds down and we get movies like the craft and then tv shows charmed sabrina the teenage witch and then the movie the blair witch project yeah except the last one in that list yeah we're getting some positive witch representation uh-huh the documentary then moves on to the new millennium and discusses american horror story coven the charmed mm-hmm. reboot etc and basically posits that quote witches in film seem less about witchcraft and more of a stand-in for women's issues amidst the current social settings of the times in a modern world, they're transitioning into representations of empowerment or reclamation of power. So that's something we've talked about a lot, where yeah. it's like horror films reflect and navigate the cultural anxieties and power struggles of their time. So now we have just like a very basic summary of a summary of witches in film. Mm-hmm. And we can focus on the context of this witch film. Yeah, The 90s. So in the 90s, oh, the 90s. Yeah, we had like <laughs> postmodernism in horror, third wave feminism, and just obviously the best fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not an expert on postmodernism, but as it applies to horror films, we see it as like this pessimism that mocks our earlier rose-colored glasses and uses like parody and pastiche to critique outdated norms. And it feels very edgy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what does this witch film tell us about the time and what can the cultural context reveal about the film? I'm excited for you to tell me. <laughs> this is fascinating. I love this. Ah, I learn a lot. <laughs> Everything I learn comes from Kate. <laughs> hey, I get it. Everybody Sometimes needs to have friends. a Lucy or a Kenyon on their team. <laughs> right? It's, yep. it's head empty until we record. Uh-huh. Like, Ooh. Same. <laughs> I'm just figuring it out. So according to one of the articles I read, the craft is like this embodiment of third wave feminism and the punk and riot girl scene. So it's pushing back against the second wave feminist ideals and rejecting the mainstream. They are outsiders and they choose to reclaim that as a source of pride. And this is where a lot of the films or in a lot of the articles like anchor themselves. The craft can be like immensely nostalgic because people feel seen not only in the clothing choices, but also in like the pure joy of fierce, fast friendship among like the angst of teenhood. And that's this is also where I got stuck for hours, literally hours. (laughs) Yeah, because I was like, well, if three out of four witches abuse their power, is this an indictment of girls trying to exercise agency? Is it a morality tale of staying in her place? On the other hand, one out of four witches does keep her powers because she maintains her kindness. And Lorio points out that magic isn't good or bad. Mm-hmm. People have to choose how to wield it. Mm-hmm. But does that set Sarah up as an exception to the rule? You're not like other girls. So 
I had to like stop and reframe, and that's actually where I did take a walk. And I thought about absolutes and Roger Ebert's review. I picture you like hands in pockets, collecting <laughs> rocks, being yep. like really. I'm picturing you with like. Yeah. I'm picturing you with like red string. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does it mean? Is You're not it? Roger Ebert, tell me. <laughs> yes, please, Roger Ebert, tell me what's feminist. You let feminist. me know. <laughs> He's given some shit reviews. We, I'm sure. We've, we've roasted this man many times. I'm sure, on you got to. What was the one that really pissed me off? Jennifer's body. He gave a review of Jennifer's body, and I was like, I'll kill this man. Where I'm does he so? even get off <laughs> giving a review of Jennifer's body? Like, this movie isn't even for you, sir. Get it's out of here. It's not for you. Yeah, it's not it for you. for any of them. No. no. <laughs> Men, look away. So do you want to know what he said about the craft? Yes. Yeah. But also he said, no, but get yes. mad, right? Yeah. yeah. He said its biggest failure was its lack of imagination. He was surprised that witches didn't set their sights higher. With the power that they could control, why wouldn't they want more? And he literally said, like, they could make so much money in Vegas. And I was like, they're teens. Okay. They're 17. That's not what they're thinking about. Like, That's the no. whole stupid idiot. That they're yeah. teens. Who are too powerful. And then I went back to the Neon Demon, where the director was like, there's a 14-year-old girl inside of every man. And I was like, there is not. (laughs) That's an actual quote that the director said. What on earth? There's a 14-year-old girl in every man. That and really so this was me out. I don't a moment. It's disgusting. No, Do it's, not it's like gross. That. Yeah. And so it's like, well, this is just proof that there is not a teenage girl not. inside of every man. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so even just Ugh. like to dig in and just really explore why I think he's wrong, just from like the biological level, at 17, no one's brain is done cooking. No. Like, our ability no, 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 to no, see. No, no. <laughs> we're not I done. Mm. <laughs> not even close. No, like, literally our ability to see beyond our current circumstances and, like, anticipate consequences, not fully developed at it that age. It doesn't exist. It takes at least four yeah. more years. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. I, I can't. So there's that. And then if we want to get into the cultural context, we can look at the time period and gender norms. Mm-hmm. We still don't have anything close to gender, racial, or class equality. Mm-hmm. But in the 90s, it was worse for a significant portion of marginalized communities. Mm-hmm. And we can also get more granular and say that we're following the paths of four teens who are assigned female at birth. So going back to Ebert's critique, it's not just about what types of power are available to you, but what types of power are within your imagination. Mm -hmm. Like, what can you perceive as powerful and what do you see within reach? So what does power feel like or manifest as at 15 versus 18 versus 25 when ostensibly your brain's done? So... At like 10 years old, maybe powers wielded at the lunch table or brokered through invites or lack thereof to birthday parties. I'm not bitter. Into middle school and high school, (laughs) folks assigned female birth are absolutely inundated with commentary on their bodies. Attractiveness is linked to worth. Your social power is directly tied to like clear skin, expensive clothes, Mm -hmm. ugly purses. So (laughs) I'm fine. God, our purse game was so rough in the 90s. What was wrong with me? Like, what was I doing? I don't know. We were all doing it, though. Know. It wasn't just, I had, don't worry. Yeah, I know. I had the clear backpack, though, from Lizzie McGuire Hell that Miranda's friend had. Yes. So, like, okay, yeah. I, was, I was thriving for, like, a week. You were um, really hours. thriving. I was pretty cool. Yeah. I crocheted my own purse. Uh, <laughs> it was not cute. You were also thriving. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it did not go well for me. I love sorry it. they didn't it's appreciate a- you when they yeah. should have. <laughs> <laughs> not appreciated your I time. like this. You were way, you were ahead of your time. Yeah, the world wasn't ready for you. This 
cylindrical purple purse that had like purple fur on it. And oh, I took yeah. my crocheted purse out of that purse. <laughs> the layers. It was all about layering. It was layers, yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. great. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I'd like buried that memory until this moment and it's like coming back and it's like oh no <laughs> I'm sorry we did this to you it hurts good. <laughs> so for oh Nancy God. Bonnie Rochelle and Sarah their entire world up until this point was people telling them that they weren't enough mm-hmm. for various reasons so Nancy's family was poor Bonnie had mm-hmm. scars Rochelle was the only black student at a white catholic school mm-hmm. and Sarah was slut shamed and for Bonnie when you're told your only power is an evoking desire that's where you put your effort and when your options are foreclosed, you take what's available. Yeah. So I kept asking myself, like, if we're seeing a movie, are we seeing a movie that's revealing the way that we limit the agency of women and girls? Or is it a film written by men about the sinful ways in which girls try to attain power mm. and why that upsets the balance of the natural world? And as I kept thinking, I was like, it can have aspects of both. Now mm. I need to take a walk. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I need to think. Yeah, so I think it's more interesting to delve into what it did during its time mm-hmm. instead of like judging it by the current metric. And mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, you know, it was a different time then. Like, no, we're still going to hold it to account. Right. But yeah. at the same time, like, where can you carve out moments of empowerment? And like, mm-hmm. where can you see moments of like teenhood reflected very like honestly? Because like when they're at their like slumber party and they're just like so happy, you can I like know. remember that like. It- that exact Powerful feeling. Yeah. yeah. They did a really, I mean, for being written by a bunch of men, they did a great job of actually yeah. capturing, capturing what it's like to be yeah. a teen yeah. and having too much power yep. as a teen. Yep. I think that's mm-hmm. great. Like, I, yeah, that was the best part of it for me. Yeah. I love it. So witches in Hollywood have generally been like ambiguous at best, ambivalent, kind of moving towards like, we don't yeah. really know how we feel about it. And that's kind of like how I feel about messages within this movie where it's mm. like, I want to hold both things at the same yeah, time and mm-hmm. say, like, there are aspects of both. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have a thesis because my thing is like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> Let's kind of dig into it. Yeah. That's Nerd Quarter. Oh, I love good. it. Thank you. Oh, I see it's a bun bun. Causing me a crisis. You see a bunny? In Amanda's bunny. Oh! He's playing oh, cheese. He's eating. <sighs> I thought that was not real for just like a hot oh, second. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's cute. And then I went, it's moving. <laughs> and Albus is hiding down below. Albus. Is it Albus Bundledore? Yes. Yep, Albus yep. Bundledore. Speaking of so nerd corner. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, okay. Buddy. So that's society. And that was Bunny Corner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's I, good. Thank you. No, I, think I don't know that, what my thoughts are. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I, I do think that so many times, I mean, especially when we go back and watch movies that like we, especially as like cis white people will have yeah. certain memories of or nostalgia attached to then to go back and experience it like through a more evolved lens and hold all of the parts of it, like you said, to account. While yeah. also being able to see some of the steps toward progress that maybe they were trying to make and have, like, a bit of an appreciation. We can all have, like, appreciation in one hand and solid criticism in the other. Mm-hmm. I think that that's yep. just, like, a way to exist on yeah. a daily yeah. basis anyway. We shouldn't take everything at its, like, infamed face value because there's probably a, a problematic interior yeah. to most of what mm-hmm. we enjoy we in talked it. about that yeah <laughs> yeah because like there are movies where i'll be like oh i really enjoyed this movie and i'm like yeah i know it's not good yeah. like 
Right. Uh, what were we talking about? Yeah. We talked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I was like, I had never seen it before, and I watched mm-hmm. it, and I was like, really good movie. I was like, I enjoyed it. I had a great time. I thought it was fun. And I was also like, bad, though. Mm-hmm. Like, not good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm well aware. Yeah. And it's just like everything you watch is not going to be perfect. So of course you know, not. So you just got to know how to critique it and, and you still can't be like, just like <laughs> You can't just, like, take the tokenization of the character of Rochelle Mm-hmm. and go okay well this is them trying in the 90s and like on the one hand they they made clear that the whole point is that she is a young black girl going to a private school where she is the only black person so mm-hmm. like that story obviously has its place but this is not a story like for or about necessarily black people or the struggle mm-hmm. of racism that she's experiencing it's a, it's a teen drama marketed to like young white girls yeah and yeah, it's this, like this was the level yeah know? this was yeah. like the 90s going okay well we cast a black person so get yeah. off our nut she was yeah. recast too they had to rewrite that for her oh yeah like she was not originally she, cast in that and then they were yeah. like oh we want a racism plot mm-hmm. so that she was added she yeah. like, fought to be auditioned mm-hmm. and i think she also like had to lie about her age to get in there and mm-hmm. like i think so but like she i read a lot of interviews with mm-hmm. her because she talks about like how she engaged with her like storyline at the time and like looking back at it now how she feels about it mm-hmm. and like the racism that like the differently she was treated very differently by like crew she said that her fellow co like actors were not like they were delightful she said she liked them a lot yeah but that crew members like her team came up to her and said like you cannot act like feruza saying like fuck you mommy because she's white and you'll get fired if you do that and so they were like coaching her on how to navigate wow that. <laughs> and then nice. like when they did press tours and stuff they listed three starring actresses and she was listed as a supporting actress. Oh, fuck and so then, that. What? Yeah. And so she was like, dude, that's fucked up. And they were like, oh, well, you know, the other girls are like more famous. And she was like, but this is how you shut she out black women. the same right. amount. Right. Oh. And then she wasn't invited to like this fan convention. And what so she fuck? like, she tweeted about it. She was like, I think it's kind of fucked up that like you're not inviting the fourth witch. Mm-hmm. And then like after people like supported her, they were like, oh, you're invited too. So, oh, like, that was our bad. Oh and even God. like I think on Amazon it actually lists three actresses. It doesn't list her. That is like, come on Amazon. Actress. Yeah. I'm not surprised Amazon <laughs> fucking sucks. Yeah. But Jesus, gonna like, blame Bezos in particular. But. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no. Fuck, I did yeah. not realize. Like I knew it was bad and I knew that they rewrote it just to like I, it felt like I don't want to say pandering, but it just felt like yeah. they were just like it's tokenization. See? We we're, saw it yeah. all the time. We're doing it, we mm-hmm. still see it all the time in mainstream yeah. media. Mm-hmm. And it's also just like I don't know. I, it's just like we still see people using like black people in horror films, and mm-hmm. like <laughs> the horror is always the racism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like Jordan Peele does a lot of stuff where he's like, I just yeah. want black people to be in horror films right. where their For representation isn't the yeah. things they actually he like deal with in yeah. their real life mm-hmm. yeah. why can't they be scared of ghosts like right. <laughs> right and it's the same thing where they were just like oh what are we missing racism throw right. it in and it's like Ay, they. I just, yeah yeah well i, I mean can't. and this is this is the subtext or like the subplot that you're gonna get when mm-hmm. you let white people just write in a not well prepared ancillary storyline about racism yeah. and like tokenize a black actor. <laughs> like exactly. you're gonna get an absolute shit show because we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Like 
We don't know That's what we're doing. That's her whole story. And mm-hmm. it's also like not even long. It's like no. three scenes of her being horrible to her. Like, yep. and then. Yeah. That's really it. And then they're like, yeah. oh, she got it back. They're right. Like, and then it's like, like we yeah. cast a spell on her. We fix racism. It's all yeah. balanced now. She's bald. <laughs> and then she loses her hair later. And she's like, no. And I'm like, but, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, so that, the, the like racism subplot really does get pretty abandoned. Right. Pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. Which I'm sure happens the same to like the mm-hmm. feminism, like what you just talked about. Is It's like, it's, it's surface level. But at the same time, like you can look deeper yeah. mm-hmm. when you can like associate with it more because like we said it was written by a bunch of men right so like maybe they don't mean for us to look into it as much as we do but as people who can like relate to it maybe we do yeah (laughs) yeah it's like accidental (laughs) and rachel true does talk about like when she was first like cast she was Mm -hmm. like okay well everyone else has their problem and like racism is something that she experiences like as a black woman in this world Mm -hmm. well what's her conflict like everyone else has a conflict why might why is mine just this yep and it, so she does say that, like, over time, she appreciates what it did in that era. Because, mm-hmm. like, she said all of her roles up until that point, she had basically been, like, the supportive friend where her main line was, are you okay? Yeah. And so this was, like, one of the first black witches in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a good representation. No, like, right. She has so much, like, power. Like, Rochelle's character is very powerful. Mm-hmm. And then she's just kind of lumped in with Bonnie. Yep. Yeah. And so it's really interesting. Like, I, I'll link them in my extended show notes, like, the sources. But there are so many good interviews with Rachel True about, mm-hmm. like, how she felt about the role then, how she feels about it now, like, what it meant to her mm-hmm. to be yeah. in that film. It's really cool. That's interesting. Yeah. I want to yeah. read That's all of that. Her. So I'm going <laughs> to be yeah. checking out the extended yeah. show notes. <laughs> The extended show notes are wild. You do so much research. There's also good memes on there. Yeah. I love a good meme. (laughs) Every meme we reference gets put on there. So (laughs) don't worry. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Does that mean it's time for horror? Horror. It's time to horror. Kate's horror like that. Horror. Oh, the horror. And I like it. Horror. Horror. Amazing. (laughs) All right. I'm excited. I took many a note. Okay, this movie also, if you watch it, I rented it on Apple TV. Mm -hmm. Um... And for some reason on Apple TV, if you hit pause and then like walk away and try to come back, it won't resume where you left off. It just is like, you want to restart? So I had to restart like three or four times because it wouldn't, if I tried to fast forward, it would be like, did you want me to freeze? What if if that's only for this movie specifically though? What if no other Apple TV okay. movie does that? I wish that was the case, but this oh. also happened when we watched Salem's Lot, and oh, I hated that no. movie. So it was just me watching the beginning over and over and going, oh. please, this movie is three hours. <laughs> so I was cursed. Yeah, but I love this movie, so this time I wasn't mad because I was like, eh, I like it. So I have my notes, but they're all out of order because I would fine. watch it again and then go, oh, that part was good too. <laughs> um, but I was really excited about... The lighting and then the plot of it. Of not the plot necessarily, but like the fact that it's teens mm. and then how I described at the beginning where it's like this is just a teen drama and they are focusing on things that like teens would deal with, mm-hmm. but also they are way too powerful mm-hmm. for their own good. And I thought that was such a cool mix. And I was like, they handled that really interestingly. I liked it a lot. I liked seeing them deal with like normal problems that mm-hmm. like I would deal with, but also they can like cast love spells and right <laughs> well and it definitely just, taps oh. into like such a specific era of nostalgia too where like mm-hmm. 
getting finding your girl coven and like experimenting in the woods with like different plants and like casting spells and writing your own spells i feel like that's such like an adolescent especially on like the female binary it's such a rite of passage to go through Mm -hmm. like a quote-unquote phase like that and (laughs) this movie was so deeply like influential in my like wiccan phase Mm quote-unquote it's just i yeah watching it just transports me to back to like eighth and ninth grade just immediately like i can smell and taste and hear like all of the things that were happening in my life at that time when I watched this necklace of smuckers lip yeah glass. pretty much <laughs> I liked the birthday or the the frosting one yeah yes. yeah but actually tasted like yes the root beer ones were yeah. so good yeah. lip smacker baby the, uh, I had the the great bath and body works hell yeah lotion, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I found that I was like allergic to it it gave me hives um, but I probably, was also like smells yeah. good though yeah, and I was like using it so Fucking yeah, it's just like, it. it's fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I smell it. It's bringing it all back. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, I also thought it was cool because like the whole movie also, the composition of every shot usually is so busy. Mm-hmm. There is like not a lot of negative space in this film. It's they very fill much, like, all of it. Always, yeah, but it made sense too because I was like, they, in a teen's mind, even to like, like a very small issue like, Oh, I want this boy to like me feels like your world. So I was like, right. they are filling every space to be like, look how complicated their lives are. But really these are like things that you, I don't know, like you would go through and now you're looking back and you're like, Oh yeah, that boy didn't like me in high school. No big deal. But right. to them, it's like, this is their yeah. world. And it felt like the busyness of every shot really just mimicked it super well. Cause there's just so much to see the yeah. whole time. Well, and as a maximalist, I will say <laughs> I like, I love movies that, capture that that kind Mm -hmm. of like chaotic energy in the shot but i feel like this movie actually does it quite well like i think about i think about the scenes that can feel really chaotic or even just how they like captured the the like witch shop that they go into Mm -hmm. and even just like the main character's house yeah. It's kind of like a weird, witchy, like chaotic, neutral mm-hmm. in in a building where there's like plants everywhere and it's mosaic tile and it's all these different colors and it's like in LA and there's all these succulents and there's like so much going on. And then they there's capture so that much. chaos with like weather patterns and all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy shit. You're right. There's just like a million things going on in every frame of the whole thing, but it somehow still feels like orderly and cohesive. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it, but I love it. I think it's just like every single bit of it had a place. Yeah, it's like an like ADHD it be there. dream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I was like, uh, as someone with horrible ADHD, yeah. I was like, I'm not distracted because everything felt like uh, it needed to be there. So I was like, yes. this is fine. Like I can not be distracted. So, and even like the beginning shot, the opening when like it's all the candles and the mm-hmm. you know stuff written on the ground and then the arms are reaching over and you're getting that shot. I was not upset because i right. was like yeah of course like you need all these things for this mm-hmm. like whatever they're doing i'm sure they need it and even with their costumes it was so busy it was like mm-hmm. so many like you know and it just fit so well yeah i loved it so much but like it you worked about the house too mm-hmm. yeah like it made sense i was like this feels like somewhere a, a teen witch would want you know right. live. Like, like this is the quintessential i'm yeah. a teen witch who lives in los angeles like exactly. it, it was just like per- the set was perfect i don't know how much they built and how much they shot on location but like Mm. it just made sense it's 
gorgeous. The only time we get like really clean, like not a lot of stuff happening is when, um, uh, oh gosh, what's her name? The, 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 the villain. The, Nancy. Nancy. Duh. Nancy, yeah. I can't wait to call her Sally. And I was like, that is not her name. Uh, Nancy, whenever Nancy moves into her new apartment, mm, it's like yes. really white Minimalist and crisp and, and clean. And I feel like it's purposeful to be like, look how out of place this feels. Like well, this isn't her, but it's at the same time, like it, it's new. And you could link that to, and obviously this isn't, I, I wouldn't say you can spoil this movie anymore because it was made in yeah, 1996. But it. <laughs> um, it that draws a parallel to like where Nancy ends up. She's yes. literally in mm. an insane asylum with yeah. nothing and like stark mm-hmm. white walls. It's like you see her at her peak in this like minimalist environment yeah. after they get the inheritance and then it's like, or the life insurance and then it just goes in a totally batshit direction. It, oh, so but yeah, you're so right. Those are like the only two scenes that are not completely mm-hmm. like chaotic, yeah, minimalist and like, yeah, toned down. It, I think it's purposeful to make her feel like, not out of place necessarily, but just like, because also, like, they have that scene where she talks about, like, magic isn't black and white. Magic is, like, what you make of it. Mm-hmm. It depends. So I was like, oh, well, she's, like, the super dark-haired, super goth oh, yeah. character. And then she's in this white environment. Mm-hmm. And I think it's supposed to show, like, you know, like, it's not what's happening. It's her. Like, she is causing the own, you know, her own darkness yeah. within herself kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. she's also super, you know, out of place looking in at the end, too. Totally. Um, but and I And I feel like that. it's probably also a, a commentary on, like, class and social status oh, definitely because just like the grime and the chaos of the trailer home mm-hmm. and the and like the juxtaposition of that environment next to the like their <laughs> upgraded apartment yeah is just like so vastly different but mm-hmm. then it's like this is the expectation of what wealth is supposed to look like and these are people yeah. with new money that are like trying to figure out okay how do i build this like environment of wealth when i have no fucking yeah. clue what that even looks like you know, it's like it's so just, empty. Like it's they don't empty know and what it feels, put, you yeah, know? they like, don't know what to do and it feels like forced almost. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, like the jukebox this is not... feels so out of place. Yeah. Like it's like this white room and then this colorful jukebox yeah. and it's so Right, bright, and it's the and only like... thing that like it grounds them in that scene. Yep. In that yeah. environment. It's... it's like the one thing that actually feels like it's theirs that is actually yeah. like representative of who she is as a person. And she even like explains it and you're like, yes, this makes sense. Yes. Right. Like, <laughs> And so that was how I felt about the scenery. I just thought that it was really purposeful, but busy, but not in a bad way. Like mm-hmm. every scene felt like there was a reason that it was so busy yep. and there was a reason if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that. I love that. And I also obviously love the lighting, but the lighting hey, I want to hear so other good. people's thoughts before I rant. Cause you know, I'm going to go off on the light no, it's like every- <laughs> in a good way. This one I'm excited about. Okay. <laughs> Every time you say lighting, I was like, I did notice lighting in one or two scenes. And I'm like really proud of myself. I was like, I saw the shadow on her face and that's it for me. Like I can't focus on that. And I just want to hear what other people think about that. (laughs) Well, my only takeaway from it was like, one, I just loved it. I thought the shadows are great. It's obviously like really nice and like high contrast in a lot of scenes, but also it's like soft in others. And there's a reason for it. But what I love the most, and I could be wrong about this. I'm just guessing. Is that like the whole movie is supposed to be tied to like nature. It was very much like, oh, we call from like water and air and this, you know. So you get a lot of shots that are like really white and warm. And then you have like super dark blues. And then you have really intense greens. And it felt like they were trying to give each character or just each scene its own like 
look how they're sitting in the woods right now. They're very connected to yeah. like the earth. And then like, look how they're at the beach right now. You get that amazing shot. It's my favorite one when they walk through the cave mm-hmm. and it's like silhouetted by blue. Mm-hmm. And then like when they're at Sarah's, it, it's very much like this natural warm lighting and like the green. And that's how I felt about it. Yeah. I yeah. just loved it. It seemed like they were really trying to tie in the nature to it without mm. being super heavy handed. Mm-hmm. So I, that was it. I won't rant forever. It's not like Ghost Ship where I went nuts, but... <laughs> that movie is incredible. I love yeah. it so much! <laughs> we, we watched it last week and we loved it. My only qualm was the lighting, but other than that, I was like... It doesn't matter. You know, I love it so you know much. that I am a strong believer that the first fifteen minutes of Ghost Ship is like the greatest scene in a horror movie it's history. It's good. It is wild. Then the rest of the movie is absolute trash, but it's like incredible trash. But if that's what makes that movie so great, and I am not going to shift us away from the craft. But no, I just but you've have summed to get up our out. episode. Yeah. Like it was it, exactly that. It's just so funny to me how I'm like, how can this first fifteen minutes be so good, and then the rest of the movie. Be it's just such hot, a flop. Beautiful garbage. Plot, don't know her. <laughs> yes. Who needs it? Beautiful garbage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go away, go away. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen the movie 13 Ghosts? It's yes. the same director. Pretty much. Yeah, this is so, making sense. It's making sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate told me that. I went, yeah, no. Okay. But yeah, I thought that they used the lighting. I thought that they used the lighting, like you said. It wasn't too heavy handed, it was mm-hmm. pretty subtle. But it was also like it really did capture a lot of drama. I thought they used candlelight very yeah. cleverly. Oh, candlelight's so good. Really well. And then I also really liked how they used um like amber tones during mm-hmm. the day and in like the outdoor scenes. I just I don't know. I think it really sticks in my head the lighting of the scene where, like you said, they're in the woods and they're like practicing their magic and then they make the leaves like and then they see all the butterflies yeah. going and the Love scene the is just like is just like very amber and like bright without being too bright mm-hmm. i don't know it was very warm toned so it felt like they were in like a sunny day mm-hmm. but it wasn't bright because it was like, oh, they're nice, and they're under like these lights from the not lights, but like the coverage of the leaves. Right, like, it was so sunlight. nice. Yeah, it was so nice. I yeah, like you said about the candles too. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. They used mm-hmm. candles super well. They and did. Again, it felt purposeful. So I was like, this makes sense. I like this. Yeah, <laughs> even in just like <laughs> the sleepover scene when they're like yeah. light, they there's candles lit, and it's like, okay, yeah, I totally used to do this with my girlfriends. Like, you light the candles, you get out the fucking Ouija board or whatever. But it wasn't um, like, we're making an altar. Like, it wasn't, yeah. like you said, it's not, like, too much. It just felt like exactly how a teen coven of girls would mm-hmm. get together and decorate yeah. the room for their sleepover. It felt like they went to that store, mm-hmm. found a book, and it was like, well, you need candles. So they were like, we got it. And it, it yeah, it felt like how All I ever you would do that. wanted was a store like that one in my town. I know. It was, like, such a beautifully, perfectly curated witchy bookstore. Like, it's iconic. It's so good. Yeah. It's such good set design in that store in particular. It's it's fucking brilliant. That store already existed, I believe. It was already, like, a store that sold these kind of things. But then they were like, hey, are you okay if we, like really vamp it up a little bit so they that's added like, like a lot the of candles most, yeah that's the most like los yeah. angeles shit ever so it was already there and yeah. they were just like yeah we're just gonna make it a little <laughs> okay then little i need to so go figure out to the bookstore is. in the craft i'm googling oh, we have that. a great one by us that's really uh, the magical druid yeah magical yeah. druid's great yeah. um but yeah so those are most of my no- i mean i obviously have specific ones but i just want to hear what other people think about horror but that was my notes about like lights and how i felt about like the scenery and everything it felt 
great. The only mm-hmm. thing that was a little odd is Sarah's house didn't feel very lived in, but I think they had just moved in. Yeah. They had. They just so moved in. So I was kind of like, yeah. okay, I was like, I'll let that slide. Cause I was like, it shouldn't feel too lived in. I think they just got there. So I was yeah. like, this makes sense. In the first scene, they're walking in and like there are boxes everywhere. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. oh, the ceiling leaks. This is great. That and was then it. they, they okay. talk about the ceiling leaking it for a while. It so many times <laughs> yeah. that I was like, did they move in? How long have they been here? I don't right. know. <laughs> but yeah, that was, those are my good notes. I love but it. Beautiful. Kate, how did you feel? Uh, I took way fewer notes than I usually did. <laughs> really? Because I was, I was, as they say, lost in the sauce. I was just, I was just All like in. transfixed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned like the uh, lost the sauce really got me. I'm sorry, I don't know why. Uh, you mentioned the scene like where they're going through the tunnel. I was like, ah, this is like imagery. This is symbolism. And I was like, it's fine. Settle down, Kate. Uh, and then like they have the recurring snake motif, and yeah. that can be like both biblical sim- like symbolism of like the tempter, but it can also just be like general symbolism attached mm. to snakes. Um, and then something that Rachel True actually brought up a few times in interviews, she was like, if you notice, the more powerful we get, the shorter our skirts get. And so it's like this linking of sexuality oh, to power. Totally I sense. love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. And that's actually something that like the directors that are male and like writers and stuff actually did fairly intentionally. They uh-huh. were like, we want to explore like how teen girls sexuality is linked to power and how they can like explore and navigate that mm-hmm. like kind of burgeoning yeah. sense of identity and power awesome that's yeah. interesting that was cool that's yeah, badass like, Bonnie also goes yeah. through that really specifically too well yeah that's like, like bonnie's yeah. entire story arc right but yeah. i didn't even notice it like it happens to all of them that's so mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. yeah that's so neat well and that's got to be part i mean i have to assume that's also intentional because like the mm-hmm. focus in terms of physical appearance and like physical upgrade quote-unquote mm-hmm. is so tied into bonnie's story arc that it's almost yeah. like you're distracted by it and you're not paying attention to the yeah. skirt lengths of the other characters yeah and then now i have to just go watch it again i know oh no like, i have to watch it again oh no <laughs> bought it. I just bought it. Yeah. what a bummer damn <laughs> it uh, um okay let me see let me see if i wrote anything very specific but mm. oh i just said i love 90 slow-mo Yes. I was excited about slow-mo in the 90s. Because remember, I usually hate it in movies. I'll be yeah. like, oh, I don't like slow-mo. But in this, when Chris is like walking away and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm so hot. I yeah. was like, hey, yeah, all right. Mm. <laughs> I actually I rewound that it. scene because I was like, what the fuck is he doing? He takes like food off like... someone else's tray. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is character development like we're seeing who he is as a person we're like, seeing that he takes from worst. people that, that have less a, yeah he's an asshole he's the yeah, worst they were yeah. like watch it in slow-mo mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like oh yeah he's, he's gonna look dick. good doing it oh god oh, such a dick i know um yeah yeah, yeah. okay um my favorite my favorite line in the whole movie oh god is what are you doing after school i'm busy <laughs> He's just like, hey, babe, what are you doing? And she's just like, nothing. And he's like, well, I have practice. Like, yeah. What? Made like, no I'm sense. I'm sure it was on purpose, but it was just so funny to hear him be like, don't ask me if I'm free because I'm not. Yeah. F you. 
And she's like, that sounds boring. I'll go. I'm in. Staring longingly. And then they're like, what are you doing? And she's like, not watching him. (laughs) Yeah. You might be. I feel like the the budding teen romance. First of all, I felt like there was no chemistry between those two at all. Literally none. I, love I was your like, head. I really like your, your head. head. Yeah, and then like, he's just I like, really don't I get it. Never sex. Like, <laughs> right. I'm and like, he's such a uh, prick. And like, it just, it didn't make sense to me. And her character no. didn't seem like the type who, even at a new school, even trying to make new friends, even trying to fit in a little bit, it just, it wasn't believable to me that she would give a shit no. about this guy or what this guy thought of her. No. Yeah. It's not even that she's like, because like, at first I was like, oh, she's kind of shy. But then I'm like, she's not shy. She's just kind of like, I don't have time for idiots. Right. It seemed like she, yeah. she was like, I don't want to bother with this. But then she does. Yeah. yeah. And it did. It, it, so that part. Place. Yeah. That really didn't land for me. And it never has. It just, there's, there's no, no chemistry there. I, it, it doesn't seem like the backstory of her character. It doesn't motivate her to want this, this it, particular no. person's attention. I don't get it. No. I don't get it. it. I feel like it almost would have worked better if like he showed like no interest romantically in her but mm-hmm. if he was just a dick like he is you know when he pulls the food off the plate right he's just like a normal asshole and then she's just like what if i made this asshole love me like uh someone yeah. who just got here and is perceived as like a nobody mm-hmm. that's gonna make my status go you know what i mean like yeah. i feel like it yeah she was like better using him almost more to be like make myself popular and, and make not that it was that she actually liked him yeah, because yeah. even when he is, like, in love with her, uh, she still doesn't show that much interest. Right. And, like, I get it. It's because it's intense, and that's purposeful. But then there's a part after he dies where she's like, Daddy, I just really liked him. And I'm like, did you? Yeah, I, because that <laughs> Even when he wasn't weird, all. like... I also she felt like... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go. I'm just going to be mad. <laughs> I mean, I also... We're all mad. <laughs> we're all just mad. I also felt like Nancy having previously ha- had sex with him... And mm-hmm. that he had, like, used her and spread rumors about her in a similar way. Mm-hmm. That also felt really tacked on. Like, I feel like yeah. that could have been a more grounding storyline in yeah. this, like, weird love triangle. And make mm-hmm. the, like, all absolute falling apart and, like, dissemination of this girl group even make a lot more sense. But without the chemistry between Sarah and Chris to like make that believable and it all just felt very like let's just throw it at the wall and see what sticks yeah, in terms yeah. of plot teenage girls like teenage boys right like, duh let's yeah. just do that duh. Right. i'm gonna sell it yeah I, and i still think even nancy like seducing chris pretending to be sarah i still think it would have worked even if sarah never had romantic interest because yeah. then it's still like do not do something that as me like that yeah. i you know like it still would have had the same effect i yeah. feel like and yeah still been and if, shitty if it so was it like worked. their friendship is being tested because mm-hmm. now nancy's character is so jealous of sarah's mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. for not only the fact that sarah is a more powerful natural witch than nancy ever has mm-hmm. been or ever could be but that the the person who betrayed her the man who like stabbed her in the back is now mm-hmm. in love with this girl like it, it when you just think it talk it out loud in that way like yes on paper it makes sense but i feel like the chemistry was really missing especially between sarah and chris to have that storyline really be very clear and then i don't feel like they leaned into it enough like i feel like that that storyline in and of itself is compelling enough in a teen drama that they could have focused on that and they could have developed that more and like it would have really worked but i just i feel like it was really underdeveloped 
it felt like they were like, what do movies have? Right. Romances. And also so this. Gotta make and also like, this. And yeah. It, yeah. So it felt super rushed. It was almost like they were like, oh, fuck, we forgot totally. to make them like each other. Can yeah. you guys kiss or something? Right, like, right. It's like, oh, so shit, we put in all these plot lines, but now we have to wrap all of them up. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then that third <laughs> act gets like really chaotic what? and yeah. really weird. And they're wrapping up all these different storylines. And then all of a sudden... It's like it culminates into like some of the best horror sequences ever with the snakes it's and the beautiful. bugs and the rats and that house and the lighting and the and the weather and just like everything is so good and then it's over. Yeah. yeah. And you're like it, And it's like it could have been it could have worked that way and been fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the one part of this movie that is too busy is the plot. If they yeah. just calm down just like a little. Like if they were like mm-hmm. let's take out a few things. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it felt like they really rushed, rushed, rushed. And then they were like, oh shit, it's the big ending. Ah, it's done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it felt like they were trying desperately to like find a way to link Sarah into their storylines mm-hmm. and like give her her own path. And it was like, she can have her own path yeah. within other storylines. Like yep. you don't have to romantically attach her to this person in this way mm-hmm. because the depth of Nancy's like jealousy and insecurity is enough to drive that forward. A yeah. thousand percent. So, I was like, we don't need you to want skeet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Skeet. <laughs> no one does. <laughs> skeet. It no never one needs to be that. romantic. No. Like, it, yeah, yeah. I skeet. Was so, I was very angry when she was like, underneath it all, I think he was a good person. I was like, he wasn't, he wasn't though. He wasn't. He wasn't. When did you think the he was a good person? The only moment of slow motion is him stealing fat. Well, you I don't mean. Want that in your life. And I know we haven't gotten <sighs> to tropes yet, but like, that is oh so men wrote this. It's not even funny. Yeah. Like, we have to make mm-hmm. this guy literally attempts rape in this mm-hmm. movie, and w- they still have to make him somehow redeemable to the victim of his bullshit. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, he was victimized too, but in like retaliation. So he was mm-hmm. already garbage. Yep. We don't need to redeem him. Like, we don't need to. That line was unnecessary. Yeah. I, uh, I'll i tell you now, the tropes page for this movie, a mess. Because it's like, TV tropes, I, I love you, tvtropes.org. So well, it's like uh, community made. And mm-hmm. so it's people saying how they think it applies. And yeah. I'm just going to bet that it's mostly white men writing this. Mm. And so, like, reading through it, I was like, I'm just not going to read your thoughts on this. <laughs> Anyway, going back, that's just like a preview. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, even though like the romance plot, I feel like Mm. is um, not needed. I do like how they portray him under the spell of the the, like the love spell. Yes, I was like, oh, it is genuinely kind of scary and spooky. It's really creepy, and it 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 descends. It like gets worse and worse so slowly, but really well. Because, like, there's those moments of him being like, I want to carry your books. And he still seems like he's kind of an asshole where he's like, she's like, did you tell your friends that you lied? And he's like, oh, not yet, but, like, I will. So it's like, oh, okay, he's still got a bit of himself in there. Mm-hmm. And then slowly it goes away and he loses every bit of himself until it's just her. That and is I'm like, horrifying. That is good. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. scary yeah. as hell. That was very yep. scary to the point where it's like, he's still shitty, but now all he wants is her and he'll be shitty still to mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. So it's like, being in love didn't make him a good person. It just yeah, made him I, in love. I just feel um, like if I could rewrite this, I think that would be so much more impactful if like it's Nancy who does it to him. Yeah. And and that Sarah doesn't even give a shit about this guy yeah. and doesn't mm-hmm. like him, but that Nancy notices that he has eyes for Sarah and then Nancy's yeah. like, um, fuck that. And then she puts him under this spell. Even if she's like 
putting him under a spell to fall in love with Sarah. And then she's doing a glamour to like be Sarah, whatever. Right. I feel like there could have been some really cool imagery if they had gone down that path. And that would have been believable to me because there was no chemistry between Sarah and Chris. So it made no sense to me that they would even be attracted to each other. Yeah. Mm -mm. And I think it would have made it 10 times scarier too. If like you said, if like, Nancy's character did this and Sarah just didn't know why all yeah. of a sudden he was just so in love with her and he was just like she was like I don't care right yeah. but like Nancy knew and was like oh I'm Sarah like yeah I want to see there that were a lot movie. of things that could have happened we'll rewrite it just hey. like the conjuring yeah <laughs> let's go the conjuring what hey. do we call this one I was I was actually trying to come up with one I was like no one's name works well with this no. every time I try <laughs> to craft. rewrite a movie we got it the craft. <laughs> We'll just change the C to a K and it'll be about cheese. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. (laughs) There is um, a reboot, remake, sequel type thing that came out in 2022. It's Bloomhouse's The Craft Legacy, which is also, if you want a shot for shot remake of this movie that is lying about being this movie, The Witch Files. Uh, (laughs) Hell yeah. I saw that one and it's like, this is The Craft. It's and the I same movie. I was like, this is The Craft. Yeah. I did watch The Craft Legacy. <laughs> was it good? good or? I mean, I loved it, but it was not oh, good. Oh, I can't wait. No, but you can't do it though. But it's not, a, it's not a waste to watch it. Like, I, I thought it was a very enjoyable movie. And mm-hmm. I thought in true craft fashion, fashion, it had like really, really powerful, powerful first and second act. And then it, it kind of mm-hmm. loses you uh, in the third uh, act. Um, so, and so kind of nostalgic. Gets, yeah, it seems a little rushed, <laughs> and like we're trying to wrap up a lot of loose ends. I didn't need to be there in the first place, but I actually really loved it. So oh, I watched I it with that. Robbie. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. We should make a movie night. Yeah, <laughs> do it. All right. Um, maybe our next time we'll watch. Uh, Everyone has to watch it with us. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, also, they had some great '90s lightning effect. Always the best. Love oh, they threw that yeah. in. Um, mm-hmm. and then I will say. The washed up sharks were also really scary. This is the one note I wrote. It's really long. Let's see how I did. <laughs> um, oh yeah. When she says like, uh, their gifts, like they took something that's so powerful in the ocean mm. and they just gave it to her. And she thinks like now she's getting the power. And I think mm-hmm. that's so scary. Nancy starts to really, really become an amazing villain in yes. this. Like as soon mm-hmm. as she gets the power. And I think one of my favorite, like little details, that's like my favorite line other than oh, I'm busy is, um, when they're doing the, um, one of the things in the woods, I'm not exactly sure if it's not the one on the beach. So it was something, but there's a moment where they say, hear us. But Mm -hmm. Nancy says it first and she goes, hear me. And they go, hear us. And she goes, hear us. Mm -hmm. So like, clearly this whole thing is just Nancy wanting power and she doesn't really care what the other people are Mm -hmm. doing. And it's so like small and little. And I was like, that is such a good moment. Yeah. Cause it's just, it just shows that Nancy's like, I don't really care what you guys want to (laughs) do. I want power. And then that shark thing happens, and it's amazing because she's walking on water. She's so powerful. That scene is so creepy. So good. It's terrifying because she doesn't look surprised by it, but she also doesn't look, like, excited about it either. She's just like, "Mm mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. And then same with the sharks. Like, she's like, of course they gave this to me. Like, they took something, like, you know, supposed to be this intense killer of the ocean, which, like, they're really not. But... And then dolphins. They, I hate dolphins. And then they Me gave too. Them, Screw dolphins. You know, like, no. Dolphins. They're the worst. But 
Like sharks get a bad rap. They Dolphins do. Fucking suck. I'm team shark all all the way. Exactly. Okay. So mm-hmm. they washed up the sharks. I was like, I get it. It's supposed to be like these are killers, and like they give them to this girl to be like, now you are powerful, and she's so excited, and it creeps me out. She's well, like, look, this is for us, and I'm like, Ugh. the way I've always interpreted that scene mm-hmm. is that she's seeing this as a gift from Mana or whatever. Yeah, but. I'm as an audience member, like, no, these are consequences and you are not, you're like not seeing it for what it actually is. And you're not seeing the warning that you need to fucking slow your roll. Cause then things really start to escalate after that. And And it's all nature retaliating throughout the whole thing. And I'm like, that's, that's what's happening. And Uh Nancy's just like, yay. And I'm like, Nancy, no. She's like stroking the shark. I don't know if it's like just certain sharks, but I know that with certain sharks, their scales go like the opposite way. Uh So if you stroke from head to tail. like cut your hand up. Yeah. Mm -hmm, And so her hands are bloody. Like she like looks at her and she's like, oh, blood. But she's like, oh, these are my gifts. And I was like, bitch, you cut your hand open on this. Like, (laughs) Yeah, but she doesn't care. She's so happy. She could walk on water. She's so powerful. She doesn't give a shit. I love her in this movie. I love love her too. Fur's incredible. Yeah. Fur's a bull. I can't wait for you to watch her Annie ghost story. (laughs) I can't wait. It's so good. I'm gonna do it. I'm definitely doing (laughs) Um, it. Uh, also, Nancy has the best accessory in the entire movie, which is a candy necklace. I love candy oh, necklaces. Yeah. Yeah. That's like my favorite candy. Not even ironically, I genuinely buy them to just eat. <laughs> I uh-huh. love candy necklaces. That's wild. Candy necklaces can... are so gross. And like, if they get even a little bit wet, then you have like sticky sugar all That's over your you neck. That's why you don't wear it. And you they don't it. even like really have that much flavor. I have a lot of <laughs> questions about your choices. Well, do you want to hear my second favorite candy? Because it gets worse. I don't it's know. It's Valentine's Hearts. <laughs> oh, the sadness why? on your face. Why? <laughs> I like chocolate. Do you just, are you one of those people who just snacks on Tums? Like, you just love Ironically Tums. enough, actually, I hate Tums. I don't like them. She has standards, <laughs> duh. I have standards. None of that makes sense. I have, like, three None bags of, of candy hearts at home, and I'll just be like, like, I love them. Necco wafers? Oh, delicious. Kids would be like, Do you, like, Necco love wafers. Peeps, too? Do you fucking no, love no, Peeps? No, Peeps are disgusting. Okay, how dare That's you get so... Thing, though. How dare you get so upset about Peeps when your first two favorite candies are candy necklaces and Valentine's hearts? Uh-huh, you're, uh-huh, you're, uh-huh. You were the kid who ate chalk. You were the kid who ate chalk, weren't you? Weren't you? I thought about it. Confess. I thought about it. I had sensitive teeth, and then I grew up and realized that you can't eat chalk. So now I make that. I make two. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I just think they're good. I just think they're neat. You know. I mean, <laughs> you think they're good. I think you are wrong. But that's okay. That's, we are different I was really, people. really <laughs> expecting to be like, Nancy had a candy necklace. And everyone would go, yay! <laughs> I, I mean, as an accessory, great. But yeah, as a no, candy, food. no. Food. No, I, I just like the candy necklace for a different reason. And it's that's so that good. I was afraid that it would snap and it would, like, hit me. And so, like, <laughs> because people, like, pull them out to chew on them. And I remember Again. people doing that and then it's snapping. And then candy's everywhere. Yeah. And you got snapped and it hurt. That's and so, like, I, I avoid 
Real candy necklace connoisseurs know the truth, okay. and that is you have to make a choice. You eat it or you wear it. Listen, and the amount of like scene girls at my high school with just like <laughs> rainbow stains yes. on their necks yeah. because they were sucking on candy necklace. I can't. Oh, I, I That's why can't. you have to make a choice. I don't like being sticky. No. Like, I <laughs> can't do it. But I thought it was a great, <laughs> a great accessory <laughs> and a really good candy. That is this so is not where I thought we'd end up. You're never I didn't realize that down. <laughs> That's ever so fair. Yeah. Listen, I've said some really dumb shit. <laughs> if anything, this is just a distraction from all the other horrible things I I've love said. It. I usually bring it up myself too, so yeah. it's fair. Um That's actually most of my notes was just uh yeah, talking about lighting and all that, and then I have a few favorite shots. Um but my favorite shot was uh, the the cave with like the blue light, mm-hmm. but then also the snakes. I mean, yes. that's the best on the shadow on the ceiling, and she's like in the center of it. And then as she walks away, the shadows come over and like engulf where Nancy or not Nancy, where Sarah was standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Favorite shot, I love it. I think it's so good. Um, the, like we said, the ending is buck wild <laughs> i think my favorite shot is so when the dresser great. hits her and like squishes her yes. against the wall but then it like pulls back or something and it's just yeah. the clothing on the ground i love that. I, it and was she, so like, dramatic her she's like yes it combines like so much fun practical effect drama but then like also some pretty low quality cgi it's like really it's amazing i love it that's all i want from life yeah i kind of forgot that part until i was watching it and i was like expecting something really cool right yeah i was like here's what's gonna happen she's gonna go to stab the clothes and then sarah's gonna appear behind her and Mm -hmm. i'm like no sarah just shows up goes no don't and kicks (laughs) just refills the clothes and then like kicks her in the face and I'm like, like, this is what I wanted. So there was no element of surprise. She's like, I will do exactly what you think I will, except I'm also going to horse kick you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I love Pretty it. much with a chunky, like, Mary Jane clog. Oh, like a stuff those Mary so Jane. Bad. One of my notes, I was like, I need those shoes, need though. Yeah. So I have a pair. I don't know why I'm like, I need that. I have, I have some. I, I have a pair. And <laughs> selfish. I want, you want them? <laughs> I want more. I know. More I pairs. Shoes. Mm-hmm. I I love that. I love her flat clothes. Yep. I, I love when she walks out of the mirror too with her good wig. Yes, I love totally that part. Fine. When Rochelle looks in the mirror, yes. and then I was like, "What's weird about this?" And I was like, "Oh, that's not how reflections work." Yeah, I love that part. Oh. I love when her. Uh, I think it's Sarah's fingers turn into the snake. Yes. I love that. And she's like, such ah! a creepy moment. Such a creepy moment. Oh but I God. also love when like, she's putting it back on Nancy and mm-hmm. Nancy is trying to like hold it together and then just like notices some bugs and she's trying to like flick them off of her. And then I, she like shakes her she's hand like... and they start falling out of her sleeve. And I'm just like, Oh, this is brilliant. <sighs> Watching yeah. her hold it together is so good. Well, and you and know like, that she was like, acting with, she was probably acting with like some actual bugs and shit on her. Oh, and yeah. It looks really real. It and looks given, like she genuinely didn't want them there. And right. that's fair. And I given like how things, bad so. the CGI was, you kind of have to assume that that was like actual practical effect. Yeah. yeah. Well, you said like the snakes the, definitely were. Oh, the snakes yeah. were for so, sure real. It's yeah. gotta be the bugs. Yeah. One of my favorite snake moments is when the one, because usually when they show snakes in movies like this, I feel like you just kind of see them in like piles and you're like, uh, yeah, that's scary. But there's one part where they show it actually climbing out of the faucet. And I was like, yep. that's disgusting. Like, I don't, Knowing they're there is scary enough, but I don't want to see their point of entry. When they're like, like sliding ugh, down the yeah. skylight too, that was really I'm like, epic. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to see how they got there. Because mm-hmm. 
I just oh, and then the rats everywhere. I love rats. Though, I love. So rats. I was kind of like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw what I think was supposed to be a scorpion, but I did think it was a crab, and so I was like distracted. I was like, okay, crab in the sink. Cool, cool, cool. That's scary. Uh, I don't <laughs> think it was a crab, but I don't I love think that. it was either. No, it was just one crab, and it was yeah, like, like Sarah. <laughs> Nancy was like, "There's one crab. Fucking watch out." Apparently, Robin Tooney was totes fine with the snakes, but I think it's birds that she's very afraid of and oh. so they were like she was cool with the snakes no birds and they did have someone else oh, do no. like when a rat drops onto her shoulder someone oh. else did that that was like a body double oh, really? because okay. she was like no rats please and they were like okay <laughs> I would have been like, More it's not rats, hard to put please. a wig on someone else like no, that's fair <laughs> yeah. plop the same wig on your body yep. double yep um. yep uh, another great moment at the end, though, is also watching Nancy uh, walk through the halls looking for, like, Sarah. And yep. her hair is, like, really big. And she's, like, so pale, too. Uh-huh. Um, and then right before that, too, like, she's obviously losing her cool in that moment. So that's mm-hmm. great to see. But there's, like, the part in the beginning when she's confident is even scarier. Because mm-hmm. I love when she's, like, explaining what happened to, like, her parents and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, like... Yeah, there's like a fake Unsettling. plane crash, yeah. and she does like a glamour, glamour to make it on the news, and oh, yeah. And then there's that part where like Sarah's like kind of freaking out, but she's like looking at them to be like, "What is happening?" And then she just goes, "Run!" And I'm like, "Oh, that's so scary!" Yeah. When she's Her, like, yeah. "Do go, do it!" Like we all know you want to. It's fine. Mm-hmm. The confidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 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 unhinged confidence of Nancy she's is definitely like so peak yeah. villain magic. <sighs> She's probably one of the characters in my life that made me love villains, I think. Oh, yeah. I've always yeah. Like, been like, I just love villains. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's because it all started with Nancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's so cool. Yeah. But so scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have, I don't know if you want to do scariest moment. Mm. Um, Ooh. But I definitely yes. have mine. <laughs> I think. I was like thinking about it and I was like, yeah, I think I know my scariest moment. <laughs> I think I know mine. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Okay. Take right, it. Go. Uh, okay. Do uh, it. This is my scariest moment. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've experienced it, was it the, right now. now. It was the crab. Help, it's again. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, when she's like, it's the kind of like event horizon where it's mm-hmm. the moment where she will either persevere or she will break. And you don't know which one's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Because she is like, she's seeing all of the things that she had former hallucinations about. Like, this is the nightmare that she explained to Nancy, trusting her. Mm-hmm. And so she is like at the end of her rope. And it, there's just that moment of like, this is the pivotal moment. Mm-hmm. And it's scary to imagine that desperation and that fear. Like, to me, that was enough. Mm-hmm. That is such a good moment. Thank you. Do you know yours, Amanda? Yeah. All right. Do you want... I have mine, too, but I was like, I wanted to switch it up on you and be like, go, do it. (laughs) Fine by me. My scariest moment... My scariest moment of this movie is when Nancy... She's having, like, a full-blown meltdown, and it's such an iconic uh, scene where she's just going, like... Oh, she's sorry. She's sorry. She's sorry. She's sorry. And it's like, now it's become like a TikTok trend to do it. But like every time I hear that or see that scene, I'm just like, ooh, like it gives her face, her energy, like everything about it's so well acted. Her eyes. I mean, I'm just like, it freaks me out every time. And I can like hear her screaming in inside my head. She's unbelievable. 
It's she's so incredible. Good. Mm-hmm. It was anticlimactic. Uh, that, that's awesome. <laughs> is it the it, same? Yes, it's the same one. Yes! Because, uh, like, obviously her feet dragging, very scary. But yes. it's when she, like, is walking back after she's already done that. And she starts off so calm. She's like, he's sorry. Oh, yeah. he's sorry. And then it's like, he's sorry. And then she's just losing it. Yeah. Like, she's like, at first, I feel like it's this, like, Again, it's that unhinged confidence. And then I feel like it goes into something else where it's like, yep. she's dealing with stuff that like maybe we don't know and like yeah. the audience isn't really supposed to know. And um, and then, yeah, it's just like, it's terrifying. And you're very much in that moment, in that whole scene, like the whole house party mm-hmm. portion of the movie, you're very much watching it go from things were getting a little out of control, but we can... We can <laughs> really we can still get there to like, oh shit it is off the rails this is we're done this mm-hmm. is not good skeet. there's no going <laughs> yeah. back now yeah once skeets out the window you're done that's it. yeah it over. that's it, that's <laughs> it. Like, skeet out the window yeah. once, so is the confidence once, <laughs> <laughs> once skeets out the window it's game that's, over it's game oh. over everyone knows that yeah. mm-hmm Oh, but yeah, that was definitely mine too. Yeah. I, and I remember that moment, even from watching this as like a kid, I would yeah. always be like, oh, yep, that's the, cause she does it a, not a few times, but there's like in other parts too, where she's like, has her little, yells, yeah, yeah, her she little tantrums, like, uh, tantrums, but that but one's like, like specific, oh, that special. Yeah. There's yeah. something, it's, it, it's escalated at that point where it's like, yeah. deep, so unhinged. Yeah. It, and it's something very deep that, so, like, yeah, I, it's, it's issues not that have nothing to do with what's happening yep. uh-huh. that we don't know and other people don't know. And you're just like, okay. Like, yep. so, like, Skeet is an asshole and, like, he right. sucks in this movie. Well, okay, sorry, Chris. I don't know anything about real Chris, Skeet. Poor yeah. guy, I don't know. But Chris is an asshole and he sucks and, like, don't get me wrong. But also, I don't know if, like, he was the real target of this, like, anger. I think it mm-hmm. was just, like, you were here and I was having a moment and now you're out the window by Skeet. Yeah. Well, that's also Ooh. why I think it would have worked so well for Nancy yeah. to have this, like, weird, deep jealousy toward Sarah and this anger toward him, even though Sarah didn't even like this guy. Yeah. Like, she's so unhinged at this point that I feel like that would really track. But whatever. Now, when, we rewrite, when we rewrite when we it. do it. Yeah. It'll be we gotta perfect. think of the good name. Yeah, okay. the, I'm working on it. <laughs> we gotta get like three names in there, so it's gonna be hard, and it's oh, such a short yeah. title. Okay. But we'll figure yeah. it out. We got it. Um, but yeah, I I love this movie. There we go. I just <laughs> I'm so excited for tropes too because yeah, are you about to ruin about it for us like, again with your tropes? No. <laughs> Not kidding. this time. Tropes aren't nearly as sad. As <laughs> okay, good. good. One time you did surprise me with Nerd Corner though, and it was oh. like real happy, and I was oh. like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> when I brought up AIDS, isn't it? That was rough. That was a bummer. We were talking about the 80s, and I and she was like, we have to talk about something really important from the 80s. And I whispered into the mic, leg warmers? And Kate went, AIDS? And I went, oh, no. And it yeah. was, like, genuinely very interesting and, like, yeah. played a real important part in the movie that we were of covering. Course. But I was like, it wasn't leg warmers. It was not yeah. leg warmers. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Oh. It's I just, okay. like, saw your hopefulness and then just, like, dashed. My eyes lit up, like... I was like, I'm sorry I'm doing this to you. <laughs> so sad. But no, tropes are usually just exciting. Yeah. Okay, okay. Then yeah. I'm excited. I'm, to, I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. Try to keep them upbeat. So the first one is just the 90s. <laughs> yeah, yep. okay. Yeah. As a trope. In it's own yeah. trope. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, uh, so I don't feel the need to explain the 90s, really. No. We all were there. We lived it. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, candy necklaces. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> candy necklace necklaces, chunky platform shoes, mm-hmm. middle parts, thing. bad purses, <laughs> very Sorry, thin eyebrows. <laughs> Only Kate had the crochet purse. Sorry, continue. I love the well, I want pictures of the purse. I need you to find pictures of the purse. I really want it. Can I replicate it? I can crochet now. Yours yeah. looks so much better. No, make I a want new it purse. The same. All right, we'll make one. Corrupt the cutie. Yep. <laughs> That's the next trope. And so it's when it's like the sweet, lovable character. There's the trope break the cutie. And oh, it's like yeah. the person that's just like, I'm hopeful, I'm nice. And then right. just shit upon shit is like piled on her. And then she's like, I'm done. And so it's very much like the blood pit slash shit yeah. pit from The Descent. Love shit. it. Yes. Yeah. Another so, phenomenal movie. Oh, I love that love movie. The Descent. Uh, so corrupt the cutie is this person that's very lovable and just kind mm-hmm. and very sweet. And then so over the Sarah, course of the movie, obviously, yeah, and it's also Bonnie. Okay, yeah. and yeah, so Sarah goes because through Sarah doesn't the really get as corrupted. No, no, she really just kind of is like, yeah, I have some power. This yeah. is cool. And okay, she's like, oh, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> she gets pulled out with the tide a little bit, and then she's like, no, 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 I'm not really a huge fan of this. And mm-hmm. then she tries to like get back to shore, but okay. Bonnie is just like. I'm All in. Yeah. 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 And uh, so she has this like face heel turn. And Oof. I don't know shit about wrestling, but I think that faces and heels are like wrestling characters where like the face is like the good person and the heel is like the villain. Mm. Yep. And so, so if you have like a heel turn, it's like the face becomes Becoming. the heel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, and yes, so sometimes wrestling. there's like a heel face turn where like the bad person becomes the good person. Mm-hmm. And this does not happen in Corrupt the Cutie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she was the face. She is now the heel. So mm. uh, <laughs> she also has this like drunk with power thing going on. Yes. That's another yeah. trope. Yeah. So there are a lot of uh, tropes kind of just like nestled within Bonnie. So Mm. fun time for her. Uh, One of my favorites in this film is expository hairstyle change. Yes. And it's Nancy's hair because she starts with like the hair pulled back in pigtails. Right. It's kind of like under control, slicked and managed. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then it becomes just like this halo of chaos around her head. It does. As she, like, yeah. It's so good. You're right. That's totally like like an intentional. Yeah. Mm hmm. And it style choice yes it's also just really great hair but mm-hmm. it does show like sandy slippage yeah uh, yeah. yeah and <laughs> it's like, it's like azula. azula i can't beam. tell i think like, she's slipping <laughs> you see that the brat's doll with its hair and she's like i can't tell something about her she's slipping i'm slipping. like look at her look at her <laughs> I can't oh tell. god bless her we'll add it up the page yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that meme on there yeah uh, so expository hairstyle change can also be like he now has five o'clock shadow to show that he's right. like a jaded detective. So like it can okay. be used in a lot of ways. <laughs> in this case, it's like cute pigtails to just like hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. We have power floats. You're powerful. You float. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's okay. how it works. Like <laughs> fair. Yeah. The old floating trope. The old Got it. <laughs> yep. Got trope. it. Uh, Going up there. And in this trope page, they actually reference Jennifer's body because Needy is, or like Chip is like, oh, she's like flying. And Needy's like, she's just hovering. And Jennifer's like, do you have to undermine everything I do? Right. Just hovering. Uh, It's like, it's impressive. It's cool. She's just hovering. Not to Roger Ebert. God. And then we talk. I know. I have opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this one with Nancy and like her moment, but there are like two tropes tied to this. Well, actually three. So you're just jealous is like mm. this 
like phrase trope where it's mm-hmm. like when someone drops that it can like turn the plot mm-hmm. and it also in this case is her berserk button mm-hmm. so it's the thing that just like sends her over the edge yeah. because he's like you're just jealous and she's like you don't even exist to me like right. that was here. amazing that's such a I good love line. her whole monologue like, in that scene so is good. so good, good. I love Ugh. it because, like, obviously he exists to her very much right. so, and she's just she's like, obsessed no, with him. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so this is like the trope of the woman scorned, and mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting when we have it as like three men putting forward this storyline where yeah. it's like, oh, you know, he like talks shit about her after they slept together, and like, you know how girls be, mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. but it also like at the same time we talked about it, it does capture that like high drama, high intensity, high emotionality of high school where like. Everything feels like it's the most important thing ever. Right. Because this really it is would be the end point. of the world. Yeah. yeah. This really because would feel like that. World. Mm-hmm. And if you had the power to do that, like, yeah. if you were out of control, what? yeah, like, yeah. it's just a really cool story. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I have, like, my thoughts about it because yeah. I think, like, it is a really cool storyline for Nancy. I'm also just, like, I kind of wish that... I didn't have this nagging suspicion yeah. that that's how men... It's a constant yeah. conflict with this yeah. movie where I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. uh, but it's good though. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then my last trope oh, is boy. I surrender, suckers. And uh, it's a fake surrender. Okay. So it's yep. when Got Nancy him. is like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to almost kill you even though it was entirely my idea. Uh, but you're only surrendering to get them to drop their guard. Mm-hmm. And so this trope can be used by either the villain or the hero. Yeah. And it can also be like the, what's it called? The Trojan hostage. Oh. Where it's like, oh, I guess you caught me. And then like, well, I'm going to break it down from within type shit. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, but interestingly, this is a war crime. Uh, so fake surrenders war crime <laughs> war crime mm-hmm. wow yeah, because it could like negatively impact people that are actually surrendering and like you not trusting like if oh. someone puts up the white flag if you don't call it a war crime to fake surrender then how do you know when someone's actually surrendering for right. real and it's a war crime to kill someone surrendering so it's Whoa. like yeah it has the word perfidy came up and wow. I was like, I heard this in a TV show. <laughs> that makes so much sense, yeah. but I just never, oh, like, shit. there's my privilege. I just never really, could like, never thought about it before. Yeah. But wow, that yeah. That so does make I didn't, sense. Yeah. I didn't do a ton of research into war crimes. I had, like, you know, I mean, my focus was elsewhere. That's but, fair. To yeah. talk about the craft, that's not really a <laughs> rabbit hole you expect to go down. Yeah. You think. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You never know. Uh, it can be mm. used by either villains or heroes, and in this case, it is the villain doing mm-hmm. it. And then you don't expect her because, like, she has already gone over yeah. like the point of no return. Right? She's not surrendering. Yeah. Like, she's not going to. I, so you're like, what's happening here? I kind of love it. I kind of love it. You're like, oh, no, yeah. you're not. And yeah. She's like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are my tropes. Those are good love. tropes. I good love job. the hairstyle one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was my favorite. I really hadn't great. even thought about that, but obviously, yeah. that's like definitely happening oh that's so good now we have we had to choose the rating oh god like oh no there's so many things what's the scale we gotta choose so it can be whatever we want my only idea was snake fingers but like that is better ones so you go zero zero to five snake fingers Mm -hmm. oh that does work really well because you know oh how many snake fingers oh okay i like that better yeah Mine was skeets out a window, but <laughs> there's no limit to that. So the limit does not exist. <laughs> I give this one <laughs> ten skeets. Uh, a perfect ten I skeets out a window. I love skeets out a window. I like skeets out a window. Snake you can use that good, one too. Okay. I think we should Listen, do skeets out a window. We can have a blended scale. 
I love this for us. We could have a blended scale. There are no rules. There really aren't. We make them. Yeah. I say, you know, skeets out a window. If you do a half, maybe that's a snake thing. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Okay. 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 (laughs) Oh, also, usually, if we we rate it out of five, one to five. Okay. If you want to do a half, just a little knuckle. Yeah. Just throw it up. A little knuckle. Or skeets and a snake. I just hurt myself. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I we usually just count down in three, two, one. But I'm trying to think what I want to give it. I'm trying to think too. I think I know. I think I know. I'm I'm holding it down here because I got my I got my skeets ready. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. All right. Three, two, one. Three skeets. Yeah. I'm giving it. Fingers. You and I are giving it three skeets and a snake finger. Oh, you so. gave it. You 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 went just a little higher than me. You gave it four and a half skeets. I did. Whoa. I did. I, I gave it a solid like, three out of five skeets. Okay, this is a good yeah. round, like mm-hmm. you know, range. So what? That's two snake fingies. Uh, yeah, one, well, that's three, one. Four, it's five, one. Six. It's one full snake finger. One yes. full snake finger and uh-huh. six, seven, eight, nine, ten skeets. Okay, that's ten not bad. Ten a snake finger. Yeah. That's, I ten love That's perfect. a high rating. I <laughs> yeah, feel like I needed rating. to give this movie a three because I do, I do see how bad the movie actually is. Yeah. Like in terms of a lot of plot holes. <laughs> like there are a lot of issues with this it's movie. It's some stuff. But mm. I love it so much that it's like, it's not a bad movie. It, like to me, I'll never see it as a bad movie. I will, yeah. I've watched... I watch this movie like twice a year. Like no joke. This is a regular <laughs> rewatch. I watch this uh, every Halloween. I watch this Practical Magic and Hocus Pocus. Those are like my um, three. I was like, do we have the same? I thought, but now I watch what, the crow. What are yours? Is it? No one else I watches watch the crow. Live in the crow. <laughs> okay, listen. Geppetto. No. no. <laughs> please. dark room and I watch Geppetto I on, on crunch on a candy necklace I'm yeah. like oh god oh. I'm a monster <laughs> I used to watch the movie Geppetto every night before bed for some weird reason no. I don't know why is it good no <laughs> that is Did it scary have Usher? yeah that is Does some it scary a lot shit about you? maybe watching Geppetto every night before bed <laughs> No. There's going to be a wine and crime episode about this. <laughs> Seriously, Geppetto <laughs> crimes. It's like coming. Oh my God. This makes me want to watch that. Isn't there like a new no, DreamWorks Pinocchio movie that's supposed to be so Father. bad? I'm going to go out on my own. <laughs> okay. Geppetto's well, you need to do good. a Geppetto Pinocchio double feature. I used to watch Geppetto every night before bed, and then I switched to the movie Dead Alive. As that a kid, is concerning. I love it. And then I and then I switched the movie From Hell with Johnny Depp about Jack the Ripper. And then after that, uh, Freaky Friday <laughs> with Lindsay oh, Lohan. That's I a good choice. A vibe. So, moving on from Geppetto. Wow. I don't even know why we talked about this. You're being very cruel. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I gave this movie. Uh, <laughs> Three and a half. Three and a half Geppettos. Three and a half Geppettos. It's no Geppetto, but what can be? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to talk about the crab. <laughs> so okay, sorry. okay. 
Why did you give it three? Why did you give the craft three skeets and one half snake finger? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Three skeets out a window and one snake finger. Half a snake finger. Oh, yeah. uh, because um, it's just really good. It's really nostalgic, I think, yeah. though. I think mm-hmm. that, like, the reason I think it's good is because it's nostalgic. And then, like, the other reasons I really like it are, like, very technical. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, the lighting's beautiful and the special effects, and they're great. But then I remember the plot, and I'm like, this can't be a full five. I can't yeah. even go four because I'm yeah. like... Ugh, it's pretty bad and like yeah. the 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 really the lack of chemistry between yeah like chris and sarah is so bad i know like watching it as a kid i was probably like oh they're in love Bo- but yeah like, boys and girls and men right yeah. watching it as an adult i was like what's happening she does not <laughs> want like, anything to do with this guy why no. am i supposed to believe this yeah but he doesn't even look like he wants that much to do with her even no. when he's really in love he's just like sarah hey like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay, like no, no. he's very like i love you you know yeah i swear <laughs> like, do you <laughs> so God. yeah it was like the plot eh, not good but the acting as well does bring it back i thought the uh, acting was yeah. great especially from like obviously like the four leads like they're incredible yeah. Yeah. so i was like yeah definitely worth three and a half three skeets Hell one yeah. finger i think it's great That's three so. solid skeets all right what about three you okay yeah. I I have been talked down one snake finger. Oh, so now it's just sorry, four just skeets. Solid four oh, skeets. So it's, okay. it's just a solid so four skeets. Yeah. One snake finger. It felt, you know, moderate. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going with that because Feruza Balk. She's yeah. just incredible. Like her expressions, mm. her energy, just the mm-hmm. way that she takes scenes. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think she's incredible. Uh, plot, don't know her. She's not like she's not really strong in this movie. Uh, characterization, not great. Uh, mm-hmm. And then like obvious qualms about like Rochelle not getting Bad. an actual real storyline yep. or like a lot of her scenes were cut. Like they apparently had like a deleted scene where she was like talking to her parents and it was like a thing about how they're the only black family in the neighborhood, and to that's give also isolating. At all, yeah. So they yeah. wrote in this plot for her, and then they were like, "Cut! Oh, it. We're not going to explain mm-hmm. it. Cut that out." Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, and then also it'll like, just be implied because she's the only black mm-hmm. person in this movie. So God. Yeah. So with my qualms, that takes it down. Yeah. And like, it's weird because I have so much nostalgia for this movie. But I didn't see it when I was that age. I saw it as an adult. (laughs) And I was like, I love this. (laughs) So I just enjoy it so much. And qualms, not a a strong plot. Four skeets out a window. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's you know that's, that's solid. solid. Some one yeah. good snake fingers. We that's better than fucking there. Roger Ebert gave it or whatever. So <laughs> he gave it two stars. Not even an imaginative scale. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. That's just rude. That's that's two just... only. Yeah, two. He, yeah. I think he did this movie dirty. I think it deserves its. He does every movie dirty between every three movie. and four? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Every movie that has like women, he's like, I don't know, uh, not my thing. Not yeah. enough like, men. It's probably not made for you. <laughs> this isn't for it's you. For yeah. you. <laughs> Get out. Enough. <laughs> God, so that that's a that's pretty good. Um, uh-huh. and then uh, usually we do our little our little outro, but we'll do that. You know, just us. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to listen to us rant because we okay. ramble on like wild. We just we always we like tried to do it once. I think Robbie was in the end, and we were like, "Hey, Robbie, sorry, we're gonna just." <laughs> And he was like, yeah, don't worry. You hit, you stay here. I'm going to do my thing. He's like, you watch, you watch. Well, this timing but, is perfect yeah. because my blood sugar alarm is just oh. about to go off to tell me oh, to perfect. eat. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, so this works out then. Yeah. You um, do your outro. I'm going to go eat fruit snacks. Perfect. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug first before you go? I want to say thank you so much for having me. This oh was so fun. <laughs> I love talking about movies and I will take so any fun. opportunity to talk about the craft. And if you have an interest in more random, weird stuff and true crime, come check out Wine and Crime. And if you have an interest in other fun storytelling and fantastical, whimsical worlds, come check out Could Have Been Heroes. And I just, I, I love it. I love that I got to be here today. I really appreciate oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. We'll call you when we do Practical Magic because oh, yeah. you have to come back for Practical Magic. Yes, please. Yes. Yes. Sure love I Practical love. Magic. <laughs> All right, all right. Hey. <laughs> I love doing that and not telling you I've started. <laughs> That's my go-to. I've begun and you don't know noise. <laughs> I'm getting payback now. Is that yeah. what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> you called me out again with Geppetto. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to live it down. You tell one person you watch Geppetto. I told the world, actually. I yeah. I was like, You're, you told them. You well, chose this. <laughs> embarrassed me in front of our guest. <laughs> oh, Speaking of our guest, Amanda Jacobson. Yeah. Incredible. Absolutely From- incredible. Such a joy to have. So insightful. So funny. So funny. That, <laughs> I, I, I'll forgive that she absolutely fucking roasted me for liking candy necklaces. Because honestly, that's fair. Yeah. They're gross. <laughs> I love them. Uh, but yeah, check out Wine Crime. Could have been Heroes. Or if you want to get married. Yeah. <laughs> Treat your nuptials. Uh, so yeah, thank you again, Amanda. That thank was amazing. Uh, yeah, that, that wraps it up. Yeah, that wraps up our discussion of the craft. The craft. If you enjoyed your time with us, we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That's the one that helps people find us the most, but honestly, rate and review on any podcatcher of your choice. Follow your heart, you know. Yeah. Follow your bliss. <laughs> We're not judging. Uh, only just a little bit. Just a little bit. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just Go With It, and every Wednesday we'll post the movie for the week, and it'll include like where you can stream it if mm-hmm. it's available to stream, and the content warnings. Yep. You can check out our extended show notes on our website, JustGoWithItPod.com. Or maybe even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash it. It's a good time. I'm just saying. It's fun. Do you want to watch um, Nikki play Outlast? Oh, my God. I'm playing Outlast. And it's a mess. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons that make it possible to play Outlast. Yes. Thank you so much for letting me play this game. <laughs> Those patrons are Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Kayla, Meg, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, and Brian. Hey! Woo! <laughs> Love them dearly. The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Racazella, and the cover art is by our very own Nikki Solomon. Would you say that it's me really honing my craft? Um, oh, boy, boy, boy. you thought I we forgot, did have didn't to have the air horn noises. Boy, 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 boy. It's a requirement, at least once an episode. I have to get an air horn in. You I can't, support you. You think I'm just gonna sit here and not do an air horn? You don't know me at all. I think I just watched Petto all day and do nothing else. The Necraft. <gasps> the Necraft. Yeah, but we need Amanda's name in there. Oh, shit, tits. We'll think about it. We're workshopping. We're workshopping. We're workshopping. <laughs> <laughs>
isn't she a fucking delight? Ops. Uh, I was trying to say absolute. I was like, absolute. 